Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Friends Church. Oh, that was lovely, wasn't it? Uh, before we get started, I'm going to introduce you to some new people in our community. Uh, it's tied to the hampers in the back, but before we do, I just want to say, Friends Church is completely self-funded. Any good and beautiful thing that happens in and through Friends Church is because of all the people who donate through Friends Church. And I say through. We give to Friend Church, and Friend Church tries to make the world a better place. So for all the people who donate, I want to say thank you. Right now, we're running a little deficit. It's not a big one, just a small one. But we'd love to finish the year off well. So if bonus season looks really good for you, or suddenly you have a little extra money, and you think this would be a great place to put it through, I can't think of a better place. Well, actually, I can, but this is a good one. So I want to encourage you. Uh, there's a bunch of details on the screen. Nathaniel and Multimedia is taking care of that. Okay, come on in. I'm going to introduce you to Mike and Lauren. They're both from an organization called Connections. Now, for the last 15 plus years, we've been doing a hamper drive. That's the trees. For anyone who's new, there's trees outside with a bunch of cards on them. All the cards are specified to a specific person to give them a Christmas this year. It's beautiful. So I want to tell you why we do this. And to do that, I'm going to introduce you to Mike. Mike is, how many, you've been part of our hamper program for how long again? For about six years now. So you received a hamper from us? Yes, every year. Every year. Now tell me, your life, you have a family? Yep. Uh, I have two kids and one girlfriend. Gotcha. And you are on AISH. Yes, correct. Which in Alberta represents, if you have a disability, you get paid a certain amount of money. How much do they give you approximately per uh, month? Approximately it's about 200 a month. Two? Uh, sorry, 2,000. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. So let's just get this straight. I want you to put this in your head. He gets $2,000 a month to live in Calgary. Rent, food, he's got two kids and a partner. That's sobering, isn't it? When I first heard about this, my thought was, well, of course, Aish would have a little bit of a bump during Christmas so people could buy Christmas gifts because at 2000 bucks a month... There's nothing left. Do they give you a bump for Christmas? They do not, no. They do not. <laughs> could you get a part-time job on Aish? Uh, I could, but uh, the childcare and um, just working um, with me being disabled is really hard to do. Right. So essentially, you get a part-time job that would magically pay you enough money so you could still be a parent and not have to pay all your money in childcare, but make enough so it all works out. Yes. That's kind of how this works. Uh, pretty much, yeah. So it's magical. Magical, yeah. Magical. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the other thing that got me. Would you be open to telling us what you asked? So we, each person, uh, Connections, and I'll talk a little bit more with uh, Lauren. Connections works with about uh, 500 people? Yeah, 500 people, which translates to about 140 families. Right. We take the top 60 people, and we buy gifts for them for Christmas. That's what the hamper system is for. Now, these are the people who need it the most. Now, here's the thing that blew me away. As you go through the list of things, we ask for, he's got a child, a, a young baby. Thank you for not bringing the baby up and making me hold it. Appreciate no that. Um, <laughs> baby scare the crap out of me. Uh, so, young baby, and then an eight-year-old? Eight-year-old, yeah. What's your eight-year-old's name? Sierra. Sierra. So, there's a gift for your baby, there's a gift for Sierra, there's a gift section for you, and a gift section for your partner. What did you ask for for you on this year's hamper drive? Uh, so, I pretty much asked for a diaper genie. A what? Diaper genie, so it's something to um, throw the diapers into. So um, for your Christmas gift, you would like a diaper genie? Yes. 
And that's it? Um, well, I put other, like, some clothes for me and that, but um, I'm pretty much just trying to get stuff for my kids. I think you put on a snowsuit for your kid, socks. Oh, you just asked for me, because we had four different people. Uh, yeah. um, so... Oh, you go, you go. So uh, I was going to say, for me, I'm just asking stuff that can benefit me for the baby. Right. Um, for the baby, I asked for it. Bottles, snowsuits, um, baby clothes, um, pretty much everything I need for the baby. <laughs> so every parent outside, or listening to this, is going, I get it. For Christmas, they're asking the parents, and this happens, one mother asks for Spider-Man. Not because she's a huge Spider-Man fan, but because her kid is. These parents are just asking for things to make Christmas incredible for their kids. But we're going to have none of that. First, we're going to give presents to your kids, and then we're going to give you something good, too, as a parent. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being part of our community and being willing to share your story with us. And thank you for also for letting us all work together and create an incredible Christmas for all of us. But you have something you want to say to us, right? Yes, yeah, so I want to uh, thank all the people in advance for supporting that with, um, that are giving to the hampers and that um, Christmas wouldn't be um, the same without it. Hmm, thank you. And thank well, you. Anything you want to add, Lauren? You've been doing this for many years. You've been on the stage for many years. You've told us so many stories of people who profoundly need our help. In terms of taking water, which is our way of saying making other people's lives better, is this a good project? What's your thoughts? Um, so I will start to cry shortly, just as a warning. I do it every year, and when the hamper items show up, it's overwhelming. We work with families that live in poverty. Um, they don't have extra. And I, I come from a very privileged life. I give gifts to my kids. Our folks don't have that chance. And it's it's without it, their lives would be very different. And it's... Things that, things like this that really support. We call ourselves a community mm-hmm. at our agency. We, we refer to ourselves as a community, and this is just an extension of our community. Yeah, thank you for letting us be a part of it. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. You can rack it right up on there. Uh, since nobody else is listening to me right now, I'm going to share something between you guys. There is a cap on the gifts that you're supposed to buy. We ignore it every year and buy whatever the heck we want. <laughs> so don't tell anyone. That's what we do. Welcome to everyone on the virtual side of things. Strange to think that somebody's going to be hearing this three years from now and wondering what the heck are you guys talking about, but that's how it works. Thanks also to Alessandra. That song is kind of the theme song for this series. Tell me your story. Jeff talked last week about this idea of approaching things in I, thou. Not being like, oh, that person's one of those, not a human, a caricature of something else. And I'm not even going to bring my full self to them. No, no, no. Full I, full them, together. When you can do that, it means that you're going to bring empathy, curiosity, You're hopefully going to understand your assumptions, your biases. But if you can do that, there's something in the we. I'm going to always do this, right? It's divine. It's my way of saying something that's beyond physical. I'm going to try and do this today. I was listening to Esther Perel. Anyone an Esther Perel fan? Fantastic. Uh, Where should we begin? I was listening to her uh, interview... Uh, two doctors from a hospital. And she is like 
some ninja level disagreeing conversation beautifully. I don't know what she's doing. I called her to invite her to come and do this series for us. She didn't answer my call, unfortunately. I'm not sure why. So here's what we're going to do. Together as a community, we're going to start to learn to have difficult conversations, to disagree beautifully. The person I'm going to interview today, his name is Cole. You're going to meet him in just a second here. His story is beautiful. It's, it's, I, I knew of his story, and then we talked a bit more about it, and I was like, oh my goodness, we need to talk about this. But I want you kind of, and this is, you guys are, this is your level of skill now. I want you to pay attention to what he's saying. But I also want you to pay attention to me. Watch the questions I ask. Ask yourself, are those good questions? Is Vince open-minded? Is Vince trying to bring the story out, or is he trying to push something into the story? Is Vince being empathetic? Is he honoring what he feels? Is he trying to push his stuff on it? Do I have a bias that I'm not aware of? So here's what I want you guys to do in terms of your homework. You're going to critique me. Every time I do something good, now you, when I do something good, you're supposed to tell me that too. After the service, come up and tell me, hey, that question was good, that part was good. But what I don't do, pay attention to that too. Hey, I think you kind of shut the conversation down there. Hey, this didn't go that well. And come and tell me. As a way of learning how to have hard conversations. If I'm scared to go someplace, tell me after. Hey, <laughs> you're a little scared to ask the hard question there, Clausen. Yeah. As we do this, start to realize, how would I have said this? How would I have reacted? How could I have had interacted with somebody so that we could disagree beautifully and I didn't shut them down, I didn't close it off? So, in critiquing me, you're going to also critique yourselves. Because we want to learn the skills to disagree beautifully. I want Esther Pearl being like, hey, I'm taking a sabbatical, and I'm calling someone from your church because they're that good, and they're going to take over my show. So that's what you're all your goal now, okay? So remember, pay attention to Cole. Pay attention to his story. Figure out what you feel when you get upset. Pay attention. Be like, oh, wow, I just got freaked out a little bit. But also pay attention to me. What worked well? What didn't work well? What would I have done in his shoes? <laughs> what wouldn't I have done in his shoes? Fair? Any questions before we start? Okay, then let's put a big French church welcome to Cole Webster. You said you were going to Superman onto the stage. Ultimate that... warrior. Ultimate warrior. I apologize. Everyone, this is cool. Running down the middle of the aisle. I don't know. I checked my heart rate before I got on here, and it's like triple what it usually is resting. More than when I bike into work. So we'll see. As long as I don't fall off the chair, I think we'll You'll be, be doing good. So. Okay. So we're going to start really easy. Okay. Get to know each other a little bit. They don't know you. I know you. We've hung out yeah. for years now. I used now. to hang out back there. He actually used to run our multimedia team. So yeah, like he goes way back. He said now the thing's too technical for him. But we'll get you back on there. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, where are you from? Bigger Saskatchewan. Bigger yep. Saskatchewan. New York is big, but this is bigger. <laughs> yep. 
That's our sign that gets stole all the time. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I don't know anymore, but it used to. How many people live in Bigger? Uh, when, well, the population says 2,500, but I don't know what it would be now. It's about the same, maybe. 2,500 people. come and people go. So, so small town. Small like, town, uh, railroad town, farming okay. town. Farming so. town. So most people are from the area, farmers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're not thinking like the height of progressive thought here. No. No. <laughs> Pretty... Uh, uh, no. What, what, no. <laughs> what, what were you going to say? No. No. <laughs> How do you say no without saying no? Yeah, exactly. So, no, it's, uh, it's your, your typical kind of rural Saskatchewan town, about okay. an hour west of Saskatoon. Okay. And you grew up on a farm? or like Grew a, up on the farm, yeah. Okay. So, like... I don't know. So we words. had some grain. My so my dad worked railroad. My mom was a nurse. Okay. Um, we had it wasn't an acreage. We did some grain stuff. But my grandparents had cows. So we did the branding days. We drove the tractor, hauled bale, like did the whole thing. So my like, cousins would probably say that I'm a poser farmer, but uh, I'm a little higher up than a city slicker, I guess. Right. <laughs> Compared so, to all of us, you're a farmer. Yeah, I remember when I went to to Saskatoon for university, and then. <laughs> Uh, met my partner and went out to visit the in-laws and they're from Plenty, Saskatchewan which is even smaller than, uh, than bigger and I went out and yeah, I know, right? We have great names in Saskatchewan so, names? But, so I'm out there okay. and it's like, okay, I'll, I'll help you with harvest yeah. and I jump in the grain truck and they're like, oh, I don't know about this because grain trucks, there's you, it's a standard but then you have this transaxle right. so you gotta go high, low range so right. driving down the road and I flip it in they're like, oh you're not from the city. <laughs> as soon as I could drive. So, then you were in. So I guess I had some Farm Street cred. I don't know. So. <laughs> Went to school at U of S? Went or? to school at U of S, yeah. Okay. What did you go for? Geology. What did you go for before geology? Track. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's weird because Saskatchewan, for some reason, is this hotbed of people that are good at track. So okay. you always go to U of S. So. That's where you go to the, be on the Husky track team. So, so you went there first to be a track star? I, I guess so. Well, so the idea was I'd go there, and it was interesting because I didn't know what I wanted to take. Okay. Kind of like a lot of people. Right. Um, but most of your first year stuff is all the same. And then I had my best friend's sister just down the road. She was in geophysics, and she was at UFC, and kind of, well, there's lots of jobs in oil and gas, and right. check that out. Well, track guy, well, rocks for jocks. That sounds great, right? <laughs> so I, re- so I, I went in as like, oh, I'll be a geophysicist. Okay. All right, that sounds great. I like science, and I loved all that kind of stuff. So I get in there, and I loved the geology. Okay. I hated the math. Oh. It's like it was not, we didn't get along. So... <laughs> But okay. I just I pivoted and took geology. Nice. So, so you're in geology. Yep. You meet your partner. Yep. Right. Uh, how old were you at this point? 20. 20? 19, okay, 20. So second young. year university. So okay. I knew my partner and, and the family from track. <laughs> they, were, they were in it as well. Uh, but you get that second year. So first year, you're kind of whatever everyone there's hundreds of people in your class right you go to geology and second year all of a sudden it gets quite small and you become that little pod that will be the next three years right okay. so so i walk into the class i'm like oh i recognize that person i'll go sit beside them okay the rest is history <laughs> you married so, them. <laughs> yeah and it's been yeah almost 20 years nice. so so um, you moved to calgary yep both in geology yep okay and then one day hey we're expecting yep always wanted kids yeah, we had always talked about it. So I have, it's me and my two sisters. And on that side, there's three there. So we're like, oh, we'll have three kids. It'll be great. 
we had one. <laughs> oh, I can retire early. That's my thing now. So I laugh at everyone else. Oh, we're having another kid. <laughs> <laughs> 10 more years for yeah, you. Exactly. Right. So. Okay. So let's take it in pregnancy. Everything went well. Birth yep. went well. Yep. One of the things I, I remember about you, cause I knew you through this period, mm-hmm. you like really liked your kid. You have to. No, but you like really liked your kid. <laughs> my, I, I viewed my kid was going to be my best buddy oh. that was the person that I was going to do all these fun things with. So, <laughs> Did it work out that way? A little bit. <laughs> you can't force your kid to do everything, right? Yeah. So, Well, you can try. I did for a bit, and then it was like, you know what? Well, I'll just, I'm not going to force you to do it. We'll, uh, we'll do what you're interested in, and, and we have some common interests and some things that are different, right? And it's the same with my dad, too, right? Well, of so, course. So but, let's take it. Birth goes well. Everything's yep. good. You're a doting dad. Yep. You're trying to mold them in your image. Mm-hmm. Let's go kind of first maybe eight years. Yeah. Healthy, yeah. starting to see things. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about that conversation they had with your partner that kind of took you out of left field. Uh, that was your clip. Did I your break mic something? On. It's, all oh, okay. good. it's your hair. <sighs> yeah, my hair. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, should I put it down today? No, I'll just leave it up. I'd have to wash it if I put it down. <laughs> Uh, so okay, this out of I get this call, I guess, and it was like um, our kid is said he wants to be a boy. So your kid was a girl, yeah, assigned female at birth. So lived eight years as a girl. Yep. Long hair. You said never cut <laughs> long, their hair. Never cut the hair. So no. so like long yeah, ass long, hair. It was like yeah, way down, long blonde hair, blue eyes. It's kind of like yeah, this healthy kid, and it was like. Lots of stuff where you're, you'd say, oh, it's a tomboy. Mm-hmm. Like, but like, I don't, we didn't look at stuff like that. We was kind of, it was interesting because from the beginning, we kind of did things in a very neutral way. It right. wasn't like, everything's going to be pink and dresses and whatever. Right. It's like, you can do like, here do you, what go, you want. This is do what you want, right? right. So there's Legos and, and mm-hmm. sports and, and sweatpants, like never a dress in sight, right? Okay. So, so yeah, we get, I get this. And it's fine because like it's been a while, so and my memory is not the great at the best of times. So I, there's details about that time where I just I don't remember. But literally right, a phone so. call. Hey, FYI. I don't know if it was a phone call or whether it was a talk, but like this is what's going on. But I think it was uh, for me <laughs> growing up as like I was the altar boy in church on the farm, rural Saskatchewan, like. That does not compute. Like I've heard of the terms and the, 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 but like what what does this mean, right? So at that point, it's like okay, well, it's my kid. I'm gonna figure this out, and I have the benefit of you know my partner like down the rabbit hole, like read every so single thing, every science paper, like all that you could do. What was your reaction to that call? Uh, my reaction to it, I guess it was just. I didn't know what to think, I guess. It was, yeah, like, what does this mean? And, and maybe selfishly, so it's like, oh, how am I going to explain this to people? How am I going to be judged by this? It's things like that. Or, and I, I still have that thing about me now where it's, I worry too much about what other people think. But I'm starting to deconstruct that a bit. But, Good for you. But yeah, that, uh, the initial reaction, yeah, you're, you're confused. You want to try to figure stuff out, right? And you want what's best 
for your kids. So it was never like, no, no. It was like I was very open. And I think that was my upbringing too. Even though we were a very rural family, like we were always very open, inclusive, loving kind of thing, right? We didn't have like the deep conversations, but I think that, that wasn't, yeah. So, um, yeah, and thinking about that time, like I say, it, it's hard because it, it's funny because you look at like you get your Facebook memories or your Google Photos stuff, and it's like, oh, 15 years ago or 10 years ago, and you're like, oh, I don't even, oh, that, that was a different time, right? Oh. <laughs> no, I didn't have hair. I had hair like yours. So. But again, eight years, yep. daughter, yep. call whatever, yep. our child wants to be a boy. Yep. So, and it's interesting because in that, when you're that young, all you're doing is, okay, we'll call you a boy. And that's about it. Like, right. you dress as a boy. Right. And you said already they were pretty androgynous. Yeah, and pretty, yeah was, so it was... And their name's pretty androgynous. So yeah, so that was, that was a, the benefit, too. I think that was been the tricky thing. If, like, switching pronouns was, was tough at the beginning, okay. and then you kind of you get in the flow. And then now if someone would say she, I'm like, who the hell are you talking about? <laughs> so there was a, a time, it was a couple years in, where I had a friend I hadn't seen in a while. We went for lunch. Oh, how's she doing? Who are you talking? Oh, yeah, okay. Like I had already. So like, that it point, wasn't even a thing anymore for me. Take us back to the moment the call happened. Yep. What was the thing that shifted you where you're going? Okay, my child needed this. So yeah, there is. Um, hindsight's always twenty twenty. So you look back on certain mannerisms and things, and you're just like, well, that's just. Yeah, kid being a kid. So he always lick around his lips and had like bright red stuff. Kind of a lot of like little OCD type things, but you're like, okay, these are just things we're going to have to kind of figure out as we go. So as soon as we kind of said, okay, we're going to honor what you're, you're telling us. And at the same time, you're kind of like, we need to figure this out. Like, <laughs> it's not like the path is And, and then the thing that people say is, like, how does a kid know that early? Right. That, how, how would they know? I don't know anything. And like kind of, so that gender uh, identity piece develops that early. Huh. Um, it's the sexual orientation piece where people, or it's that's later on, but a lot of people combine the two together. Right. And now we know that they're, they're separate things. It's like gender is who you are and, and sex is who you like. So, okay. uh, or who you love. Um, so, but when you're that young, you're not doing anything. Okay. All you're doing is, okay, we'll call you boy. And luckily for us, the easy part was the name stayed the same. Right. Lots of people go through where it's trying new names. Right. And like, right. there's a whole spectrum on the, the gender piece. So, But yours, yeah. what was the moment? Because you told me a story and I want yeah, you to so tell yeah, them the because story. Because we had never, never cut hair. Yeah. So I get this picture and... Uh, they'd gone to Beaners, I think, is the, the kid's hairdress place, right? cut like spiked green hair was what I get this picture but it wasn't the hair it was the look on his face and it was that look where there's that joy and that like life in his eyes that was like you didn't realize before that there was something missing there there was something but like yeah just yeah, and so at the time I was like, I wasn't there. I was at work, and you took them, and I didn't get to. <laughs> but like, the, the end, it doesn't matter. But like, but there's something about that picture that said that picture oh. was like, okay, yes, 
there's true happiness there. There's someone who feels like that what he's seeing, because it was like him looking in the mirror, it was like right. what he's seeing is a reflection of who he is inside. Right. So that, yeah. That so there was like, a, if I can air quote, there's like a truth to that. Yeah. You were like, okay, there's something well, then, here that's important. Yeah, and then it was interesting because like all those things he was doing stopped. Really? So like no more like this right. anxiety licking lips, like compulsive kind of thing. It's like right. just done. Wow. And it was like all we did was cut your hair and just start saying he. Wow. So that yeah, was like, yeah. Okay. So at this point, transition is we're going to use a different pronoun. Yeah. There is, there is no physical, like, that doesn't have, like, that stuff happens we'll, we'll later there. on. <laughs> but again, just to but be that's, clear. But that's the view that This is grade have, two. Right? Yeah. Literally, it's, yeah. I'm going to switch your pronoun, or if they name change, in this yep. case, not. Yep. They already dressed androgynously, you said, so the, yeah. the clothing change was nothing? No. Didn't have to buy new clothes? No. It was like, yeah, you just keep wearing your sweatpants. And how did this, like, how did their friends interact with this shift? So it was interesting because we're really good friends with our neighbors, and they have uh, a kid older and a kid younger. And it's more, it's difficult, like, okay, we're going to have to tell the parents, and then I'll right. let them tell the kids. And so we kind of tell the parents, like, no, no problem, like, if we're very supportive if ever needs anything. Your kids all played together? Yeah, oh, yeah all yeah, the okay. time. Like, our Got houses are basically the same. <laughs> so, I guess she, she's telling the kids, and it's like, so, he's, um, how did, it was, uh, trying to, like, me struggling, how to explain, and, the, and the, the kids are like, mom, he's born as a girl body, but he's a boy. Like, there's no issue. And the mom's like, oh, I guess that was easier than I thought it was going to be. It's like the kids just knew. So the kids right? just had no problem. No, kids it's like, we're playing one day. So we're I find it very day. interesting where kids are the best. Really? Kids have no preconceived anything. Right. It's like, that's unless our friend. they're that's molded our friend. that way. So, well, let's go there then. Yeah. Obviously, you had to tell people, how did your parents handle it? Because they're a generation older yeah. than you. And that was a very foreign thing for small town Saskatchewan, right? But like, so one second, did you guys know any trans people growing up? Had you? Not that I'm sure we've all known trans people. We just didn't know it, right? Somebody but who is publicly trans. I did not. Um, I know now, and we just found this out a few years ago. Like my uncle was gay. Mm. We didn't know that. Right. He passed away decades ago. Mm. But like. I kind of look back on that and, and be like, I wish I kind of would have known that then. Because yeah. would I have been more open or, or would have that helped in my situation, even though they're completely different things. But still, it's but this, somebody that who's not kind part of the majority? That, yes, exactly, ah. right? So, so how did your parents take it? They were fine. And that was like... <laughs> Yay! <yeah. laughs> fine. Oh. Like, yes, but like, it, take the, it took a long time time like they were never opposed like they struggled like with pronouns like everyone does i struggled with pronouns like but over and because we're here and they're there you don't see someone every day so it's not like you're practicing that stuff every day um but yeah like we we are very very fortunate that our family and our friends have all been supportive and we never had that uh that pushback, but that's our story. Yeah. Everyone is uniquely different in the experience and how that goes. Um, Anyone react poorly? Anyone kind of be a dick about this? Not to my face. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. but no, like it was, I, 
and probably I built it up in my head that right. it was going to be a lot worse than it. Like worst case scenario, I was like, I, I think I remember standing in my room by the window with the phone, being like, I gotta tell you something. Like, uh, how do I even tell you this? Because I myself at the time don't really know how to explain it. And even now, I struggle. Like, was it not how to ex- not how to explain it, or is it like I don't get it, or it's like I I don't have this? Um, what is maybe it? then there was maybe a little bit of the I don't. Get it? Or there was a, there's a lot of like, did we do this? Uh, um, could I have done something different? But like, no, there's nothing, nothing to do with it. So I'm going to keep an eye on the time because that's my job. I'm going to fast forward. <laughs> you have a tough job to keep me on task. <laughs> um, so child, yep. grade two, very young, yep. says I want to live as a boy. I yep. want to be a boy. I am a boy. Yep. What did they say? I am a boy. What was the words he said? Because he told my partner. It's like, I think it was, I'm a boy, or I, like, it was very just pointed. Right, just right? like. And that's and, where we've also been very fortunate in, in going in this space where it's been, it's definitive. Right. It's not. They've never deviated? No. Never, never. been like, hey, I want to transition back, or no. I'm like, it's like. And, and then, because there's lots of kids where they just don't feel some things, right? But they don't quite know. So that's why they call them gender creative. And they, you still allow that space for them to kind of. Yeah. figure stuff out, right? Like, because you're not doing anything. Right. It's like, maybe it's a name or a pronoun, which, yes, for us, is tough to get through our heads, but, but you're not, like, you're just letting them be kids. So, pre-puberty, yep. we all kind of have the same bodies. Now, again, yep. there's some internal pieces that are different, but yep. they're getting closer, your child's getting closer to puberty. Yes. Obviously. Well, then, <laughs> then things get interesting again, because that's where some of these, like, anxious tendencies or... Tell me what, like, as you watched your kid approach puberty, what did you see in your child? You kind of, that, not reversion, but um, struggle, that anxiety of, I know something's coming that I really don't want to happen because that is not who I am. I do not want to, in his case, develop breasts. Or, like, it's like, just this, the, the trauma of the thought for him of not being see? in the body that reflects who he is inside. And so it, is, this, is it the anxiety of this, like, my body's heading towards a direction I do not want, and it's permanent, and I don't want that? Yes. How did you see, like, as the parent watching, what did you see? It's difficult, because, like, it's something that you want to help your kid, but you can't. Um, you can support, and you can and advocate and, and, and do what you can, but like, I can't fix that. And I've always been someone who tries to fix everything. So it's, so that's where you're just kind of like, you feel helpless. Right. Which sucks. <laughs> but you talked about them, you explained to me the yeah, so, stages of puberty. Yeah, so there's, and I'm not a, a physician or a biology <laughs> expert, but there's a very stage of puberty. So we get to a point, and and we're we're in the system, so to speak, of the medical. Oh, wait, thing like now. before we get, so, tell them what the system looks like when when they're very young, when your child's young. What does the gender clinic look like in Calgary? So back then, there. So at the Children's Hospital, they call it, I believe it's called the Medic Clinic. I think it's still called that, and I don't know what that stands for. I probably should. Um, but it was volunteer-based by the clinicians there, and I think it was open for like an afternoon a month for Alberta or Cal- like 
all of like southern yes. Alberta. Yes. So one evening or one afternoon. Yeah, some, so, per month. So you get like getting so your and, child and, be, and because and there is a huge backlog wait list to kind of get in here. So my partner, like he was on the list like way before he needed <laughs> to be, but we wanted him to be in right. the system so that and yeah, at that point he was touching base. And what did the system look like? Like uh, for for there it's there's nurses that, that kind of monitor things. There is a child endocrinologist, so that would be your hormone stuff. Right. Um, and then they have like child psychiatrists. Okay. Um, and that's where so I have some struggle with some of that. And we we'll get there get in a second. There. So is there any drugs at this point? No. Is no. there any surgeries at this point? No. So it's just you go and check in no. and they're just tracking? Yes. And what are they watching for? So they're watching for those... There's Tanner stages, I believe they call them. There's okay. various stages through puberty. So I think in a in a assigned female birth person, um, it's like breast budding. Right. So he knew of this. So he's always doing this and always checking. Well, then it got to a point where he's checking so much, he's kind of causing his own like swelling and like, and where it's like. That you're fine. It's okay. So, but like I remember but the one anxiety. time. Yeah, oh, exactly. Gotcha. It's that anxiety right. piece where it's like I cannot have this happen, so I must catch it the instant that there may be something right. going on. Okay, right? sorry, you were going to say the story. No, I, I think it was just like, yeah, he go, and at one point we, like, we took him in, and it was like, but that's just, it's like, even in males, yeah. you can get like fat deposits around the okay. field. So, yeah, exactly, right? So, it was nothing. Okay. But like, but panicked. At, oh yeah, and I, rightly so. Uh, it's like you don't know, right? And if that's an in, indication of going through something that does not align with who you are, then right. Yes, that's traumatizing. So we're looking probably 11, 12 years old at this point. <laughs> yeah, something like because in yeah, um, biological uh, females, puberty usually happens before right. males, right? So. Um, yeah, so around that time. So okay. at this point, sorry, you go ahead. I was just gonna say, then when puberty actually does happen, that's when you can start having some kind of treatments. Um, but all the treatment is at that point is a drug called Lupron. So one second, you've been in this clinic yes. one evening per month, one afternoon per month. Yeah, you like anyway yeah. for like years at this Couple point, years, from yeah. eight till yeah. and it's eleven. Just monitoring stuff, right? Right, so, so just checking in. Yeah. So no drugs, no surgeries. Nope. So when you hear on the news that they're like lopping crap off kids, what's your reaction to that as a person who's lived this out? It's right now is very difficult. Like it felt like for a time things were moving forward and being more progressive and open-minded and like going to this better place, I guess. And now all the things you hear, it's just, it's really hard to even hear because it's so wrong. It's not like no kids going in and having surgery. Like that doesn't happen. Like it's not a thing. So the, the politicization of things is what I really struggle with where it's like you, you have people with an agenda trying to push an idea and not talking to the experts or looking at the science and that piece of it. So it's, but for me, like, it's, I, I, you can swear if you need to. I don't know. I don't want, if I start, I don't want, no. Okay, let me pull you back. You were part of a, a kind of parents group. Yes. In all the parent group stuff, anyone, yes. surgeries, anything like no. that? Or is like, no, so all that like, stuff is that kinda... was the thing. So part of like trying to figure all this out is like, well, we need help too. Right. So it's like you, there was at that time, yeah, I, I, 
friends and family. I can't even remember exactly what it was. So, um, yeah, you get in this parent group, and, and in retrospect, it's kind of like just a bunch of parents like longing for the loss of their child, which isn't the right way of going, looking at it either. But at that, that time, like you don't have... Is it yeah. hard to hold that? Like, I see my kid in the Beaner's haircut, they're happy, and you're like, hell yes. Yep. But you're also experiencing a pretty big shift. And like, can you still feel your feelings and honor this? Or is there times when you're like, I'm just going to turn that off? And- it's interesting, because I think as much as I, I would have struggled at the beginning, there's always the unconditional love for stuff. And then... So I guess my emotion and my feeling always aligned okay. with him. Hmm. I still had the struggle of, okay, I don't want conflict. I don't want, like, with, right. with external, not with, with right. him. But, like, that's, it's, yeah. Okay. So I'm hearing you say puberty is a big issue. Yeah. Freak out. Like, yeah. not, not looking. Yeah. But, like I say, for, so yeah. from the parent group, yeah, yeah. we ended up meeting the child psychologist we've been with for almost 10 years now maybe and like an expert in in, like did her master's PhD in like gender all that like top notch and just happened to meet her through this thing because she was facilitating at the time it was like so and this lends me to back to the medic clinic when you get to these certain points where you want to start certain things but we'll touch on that because I'm all over on my story and that's how my brain works so look at them they're all tracking we're good so we get to where puberty is is potentially beginning right? right so what they do is it's a drug called Lupron right and what's it supposed to do just block all it is is a puberty blocker it's a hormone blocker is what it is. It's been used for decades. They've okay. used it in cancer patients. They use it in kids that have a precocious puberty, which is if you're going through puberty when you're eight, right. well, that's too early. So okay. it's a pause button. So it just slows it down. It just pauses it. Okay. It's like pause on your remote control. So what it allows kids to do, and in Sid's case, it was more frustrating than anything because never wavered, right. like you said. From eight all the way through. Like, to here. Okay. But for some kids, they're still trying to kind of process, figure that out. So it gives them time to develop and figure out exactly how it could be. And if for some reason they are like, nope, I, my, my gender aligns with my body, you just stop Lupron and you'll go through your biological puberty. What was watching your kid start on the puberty block? So then it was kind of the same as the haircut. It's that relief again, right? It's like, okay. I'm good for now, but you know when the next step comes, right? So it's, all right, I'm good. I'm not going to have all these permanent permanent changes. changes. Is that what they're worried about? Yes. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to, because then that's when post being like 18, 19, if you had gone through your full puberty in the wrong body, then you're going to have to have these surgical changes. In Sid's case, it would be if you went like, he'll be more of a man than I'll ever be. <laughs> like, it's like, you, there will be no changes that would not align with who he is. Right. right. So, so he will have the body that goes, I look in the mirror and that's the yep. body I want. 100%. Any side effects, anything where you're going, like, or other On than... the loop run thing? Nothing. Just, like, happy? No. It was, the, it was more terror for me because the needle is massive. <laughs> Not like, I went the first couple times, I'm like, you can take them. <laughs> like this. Are you scared of needles? 
I've been scared of needles just because I used to faint when I'd dry and go give blood. And they're like, you can help in other ways. <laughs> okay. You got kicked so, out of the block. Yeah. Like, All right. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. And then whenever I've had a couple surgeries for being too hard on myself, I guess. So, but IVs, like they'd miss veins. And it'd just be like, oh, this is the worst ever. <laughs> so I've always just hated so them. So really, the only thing that's the issue is you and needles. Yes. Not no. your child. No. And no, he's fine. Yeah. No. Um, he's an athlete, like you. Yes. Wow. Well, What's the hesitation? He's active. He's active. Yes. But uh, he does track. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to get at. Yes. Athlete's a really complex term, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. it's like he's gone. He's gone through what every kid is. It's like, let's play soccer with the community. Let's play bat- basketball for right. a while. Then COVID hit and the gym's all closed down. Right. And he's like, Dad, can I join the track team? And I'm like, <laughs> I had never talked to him about track ever. Because it was just like, yes, you can. <laughs> so, but yeah, so now he's on the track team. But kids in his age group must so, yeah, be like. So now it's interesting because and it, it, when you go 12, 13, 14, well, you can be five foot nothing or six foot one. So wow. this year he's in the U16 group, okay. even though he just turned 14. Right. So when we went to one of the meets this summer, there's one kid there that's jumping what I was jumping in university. Wow. And then Sid's like doing what he can do when he's five foot four. It's like he's half a meter shorter, but like that's where you get this big dichotomy. And, and part of the system of when you would, would start your kid on the cross hormone therapy, so in his case, you'd get testosterone. Right. It's partly, yes, you got to make sure that, like, is it jumping through hoops? Probably, but I understand where some of that not stage gating necessarily, but like... So what was that word, stage gating? Yes. Kind where it's like, like you have to like meet all these criteria and you have to go through all these steps to right. find... And that's where I struggle too because you hear in the media, it's like, oh, people just go in and get this thing done. It took us like forever, years, <laughs> to get years. to where, like probably two years longer than we wanted for him to be able to start really? his, his testosterone. So the so, clinic was just like... They're very, like, I think, and because of how politicized things, they're very worried about pushback or, okay. so they're trying to delay it as much as they can. And, and this is just me speaking, whether this is This actually, is your experience, man. Yes. So, but like, just the, the thing that, that bugged me a little bit, so we have this amazing child psychologist. Right. They wouldn't talk to her at all about who's they so like the people that we have to appease i guess or like the child psychologist oh at the clinic at the clinic right get them they won't talk to the person that's been talking to him for years and knows who he is and what he's gone through they want him to talk to this person for 30 minutes and that's going to determine all this one second your 11 year old son who has to talk to a new psychologist and share all this personal stuff Did that go well? So I probably got to finally talk to the person when he was like 13. Wow. So, because, yeah. And you started the clinic. started testosterone this summer. Okay. So How's that, that going? Great. You should, uh, not, it was, again, one of those, like, joy moments. Uh, and you're just like, it's just, it's so affirming to see, like, that mental align with everything where, like, 
Yeah, he's himself. Like he'll go, he goes through phases where he's this, like he's himself, huh. and then where he's struggling, it's like okay, till the next stage gate, and then oh. to there, right? So and he knows all the gates. Right. So he knows so that, and that this is where it's been the hardest thing has been the the he hasn't been able to be a kid. Um, what do you mean by that? He knows more about like psychology and mental coping skills and like he where's the innocence of youth? Um, like and go- you can see it in his buddies that come over and they're just <laughs> ridiculous. They're kids. Right. As where Sid's more mature than I am. <laughs> so he has these tools of like dealing with how he's he's going. He has these flashcards and these spreadsheets. So spreadsheets. He got, but like, it's, but okay. like it's so he's done with them now because he it's all in his head. He knows right. how things. So he comes to me one day, Dad. You might be able to use these. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, you bud. Jerk. So I still have those all on my uh, computer desk. But so he, he he had to mature and grow up way faster than a kid should have to grow up. Which that's the crappiest part. Hmm. Where and he still had a great childhood like it's not going to discount that but he's he's had the struggles that you don't want any kid to have to deal with it's like just be a kid right you can't just do dumb stuff and yeah. so huh. so i try to encourage him to do dumb stuff <laughs> he'll be take like, him out he'll walk around on the fence and like climbing on the roof and i'm like <sighs> i would have done that too. <laughs> okay so, Eight years old, or great, grade two is what, eight years old? It's like grade two. So just, all you did was just... Haircut, change, pronoun, that's it. All the way you through get to, to like 11. probably 11, and then puberty blockers, which is pause button. And so one second, you've been with the clinic the whole three years. Yep. They haven't let you do anything quicker than that. And at that point, you would. Like, right. prior to puberty, you're not you're waiting for anything, that. right? It's, puberty, yeah. only so changes So then you go the on blockers, okay. and then... And blocker is singular, plural. You said blockers. Is yeah, it? so it's like, uh, what was it, every three months, I think, you just go in and get a shot. Okay. And that was... So your worst right. nightmare. Yeah, that's why I just did it one time. It was, <laughs> but now he's a champ. Okay. So and then you get to a point where the... Yeah, because now you're starting the cross-hormone thing. So I guess that's where... So how where, many years later from the hormone blockers to like now? Three? Three more years. Four? And you're with the clinic the whole time. Yeah, yeah. How often going do you in, go? Checking in. Um, Great question. Every six months, maybe. Okay, and then if something like came up, or like you felt like okay, the blocker's not working, or we're noticing something, then it was like get back in. And now there's much more accessibility there. It's not one afternoon. Like <laughs> okay. there's a lot it's more. But still, it's you can tell it's 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 still tough to get. Like you have to advocate for yourself, and that's where. My partner's been amazing in this, where just pushing, 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 <laughs> advocating. Bear, like, we because, will get this in. But then I look, and it's like, I'm very fortunate to, to have that, and we have that knowledge. We have the support system. Mm-hmm. There's people that don't. Wow. They go in there, and like, they don't know what to ask. They don't know what to do. They have no idea, and they don't have the resources. They don't have anything. So like, that's, that's tough to, to think, right? So we have a better clinic. We've gone three years on Lubrin, yep. so the hormone blocker. Yep. You're just starting testosterone. Yes. That's all that's changed? Yep. So a different shot yep. every... So now 
it's not, so he takes a shot less than someone with the diabetes takes their insulin. So once a week, he takes like 0.2 cc's, I think. Like it's a minuscule amount of testosterone. And then they monitor blood work. They like track all these things because they want to make sure everything is dialed into how hmm. you would naturally kind of go through, right? So, but yes, like you have to definitely jump through the hoops, I guess, for for lack of a better term, to get to the point where we're at now, right? So so this whole idea of like people just shooting through the system, not your experience, is that what I'm hearing? So if I see that on the news, should I just instantly go like, that's crap? Or do I go, well, maybe that's some weird circumstance that's not yours? No, that's crap. Okay. Yeah. Just going to go solid crap, huh? Yeah, solid crap. <laughs> like, I, when you just think about like... I wrecked my shoulder. Yeah. It took me two years to get my shoulder fixed. Okay. So, and that was just something where, yeah, your arm doesn't work. Right. Obviously, there's something wrong, and it still took two years. Okay. It's like, you, a kid's not going in. You're not, it's not happening. Okay. <laughs> not happening. No. So let me try one thing, so i got to wrap it up. Oh. Obviously, I believe in religion. Yep. I believe in the freedom of religion. Yep. That's a really tricky thing, because some people's religion mm-hmm. is against trans people yes how do you hold again how would you counsel me after what you've been through <laughs> how would i like, um i look at it this way and i go I, I i want people to be able to to be who they want to be believe in what they want to believe in i want the biggest thing for me is i want people to be open-minded enough to to hear of something different and not just have a wall up. Oh. That they're willing to hear a story or hear something or to learn and grow because maybe you'll learn something new and maybe I'll learn something new from someone else too, right? But it's, it's when there's that wall of thou shalt not pass kind of thing right, right. there that, that, that I struggle with. But no, like, that's why I've always liked this place too where it's always been open to, to everything. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't have me here talking about this otherwise, right? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I just, I encourage people to have an open mind about these things and not have the preconceived, because I think there's a lot of misinformation out there right now um, about everything and beyond just the trans space. <laughs> like, I stay in trans space. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be here for three hours. Here. But yeah, just, yeah. Over mine, just love your neighbor. Yeah. Thank you know. for coming in, for being open, honest. Thank you for letting me ask really dumb questions. <laughs> there, are, there are no dumb questions, because that's the thing where... There's dumb questions. But in this space, people don't know what they don't know. Right. So I, and I've I told you before, so I feel like I've done a poor job in like being more vocal. Hmm. I'm the person who, I'm the farm kid from Saskatchewan, Bigger. If I can figure out some of these things and learn to grow, why can't anyone else? Mm. But if I can be the one to share that message, it shouldn't be this way, but maybe I'm more believable than a trans person, which yeah. is complete crap because their lived experience is the Bible for them, mm. right? So, But I think yeah. maybe because you know, I'm a cisgendered person. If I had a kid yep. and they came with trans, my experience would be similar to yours. Yeah, I think, yeah. And I think that's my upbringing, even though rural Saskatchewan was very open-minded, where when I'm told this from my kid, or I, I don't have the walls up. You started with love. 
That's what I heard. Yeah. When you looked at your kid's face, you saw the joy. It was like, yeah. thank you for coming in. Thanks for having me, folks. Thank you. <laughs> Cole's going to be sticking around after. Feel free to go give him a hug. He likes hugs. Do you like hugs? No comment. No comment. So Cole does not like hugs. <laughs> How did that feel? Did you have ever moments where you were kind of like, <gasps> I luckily had talked to him ahead of time, so I had a lot of this stuff I'd already got to feel through and feel. Any moments that you want to share that I did well? Okay, so we'll go into the bad stuff. <laughs> Any moment where you saw me and you were like, ooh, Clausen. There's a couple moments I realized I rushed things. I was trying to push it through an agenda because I have a time agenda. I could feel that. Anything else you guys felt? It's okay, I can take it. Uh, that's a bad one for me. Yeah. I, you know, I get so excited that I start talking over and just sitting. I had one moment where I could feel I was like, just shut your cake hole, Clausen. <laughs> just sit there. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a great one. Anything else? Let me say, uh, Diane said, I talked over. Yes, I did. Uh, Linda said, uh, I did a good job of getting him to the feelings. Because, yeah, there was there, the moment where he talked about seeing his kid at the Beaner's haircut, and he saw the joy in their face. I was like, when we were together, I started to tear up. And I'm like, okay, let's just, <laughs> you know, I'm in a public space. But I, I thought, how would, you, how would you use an ideology against that? Like, have you saw that in your kid? So yeah, that was a good one. Feel free to come talk to me after. Again, Cole's story is designed to help. If some of you don't know uh, are in the trans space, it's a great way to start opening your mind. If you have questions, go talk to him. He'll stick around for a little bit. But also think, how do we have these conversations and have them go well? And it's not just on trans issues. What if it's you and your partner you know, trying to figure out where you go on holidays or like which place do you put the cup on the left or the right of the sink it's the left by the way just so you know <laughs> all these my wife's looking at me like yeah really <laughs> think through where you had reactions remember those when you're having a conversation with someone watch those moments be like wait wait something just happened here this didn't work i just talked over somebody or i just started this is about facts not about feeling wait a second be aware use this as a training ground Thank you for all being open to this. Thank you for being here and being willing to do this work. You're all awesome people. We'll see you next week. Next week, we're going to talk to uh, a drag queen in the city. And what does that life look like? And how is that portrayed in the media? And how do we interact with that? Uh, it's going to be a fantastic conversation. I welcome you back. Have a great week, everybody.